1: now more of the Bernie Show. All right. Good music there. So Alright, I'm looking up the stats, so I'm stalling for uh, a brief brief while here. Um, So, the Cardinals offense has gotten a lot better against right-handed pitching. And just follow me through this. It's not complicated, but, you know, it's numbers, so you have to kind of process, you have to kind of absorb each number. So... If you um, if you go back to um, twenty twenty, let me let me see if I get this straight. Um, so this year they were uh, ninth in the majors with their performance, ninth best in the majors with their performance against right-handed pitching. Last year they were ninth best in the majors. Uh, against right-handed pitching. If you go back to 2021, they were 21st against right-handed pitching. And if you go back to 2019, I skipped over the short season, they were 17th. So they basically go from um, around 20, 21st over two-year period or two-season period, 2019, 2021, against right-handed pitching. They were below average and it wasn't, uh, it was kind of it was it was troubling because there were times where they just almost seemed defenseless against right-handed pitching. It was really bad. Now all of a sudden they get better. All of a sudden the last two years, they're a top ten offense against right-handed pitching, and I think that that really really matters because once again, repeated again. The Cardinals and all major league teams basically are somewhere between in a given season, somewhere in recent seasons. This actually goes back quite a ways. You're going to face right-handed pitching anywhere from like 70, 73 percent to like 76, 77 percent of your total plate appearances in a season. So you got to be able to do well against right-handed pitching or, or your your offense is going to be really at a disadvantage well what changed why all of a sudden were they they when they went to like basically a bottom 10 offense against right-handed pitching for a couple years to a top 10 offense against right-handed pitching for a couple years well the last two years well it's because of three guys that were new to the lineup in 22 and 23. Newt Barr, Gorman, and Donovan. <laughs> Against right-handed pitchers in the last two seasons, Newt Barr is 25% above league average. Donovan is 28% above league average. And Gorman is 11% above league average, although that was better this season, his second season. And if you look at slugging percentage, for example, you know, Gorman has got a two-year slugging percentage, about 460 against them. Newt Bar about 451. Donovan uh, started to move in that er- direction last year. But uh, but and Donovan also, also have against right-handed pitching. They have excellent on-base percentages. So that's what, listen, the presence of those three guys, and keep in mind, they're all getting better. And they're all young. The addition, the incorporation of all three of those guys, left-handed bats, in the lineup the last two years, has taken the Cardinals from being a bottom ten offense against right handers to a top ten. But I get nervous. Uh huh. I I get nervous. I hear I hear the media's. I read and I hear the media is all over the place. Well, the Cardinals Cardinals, they're going to they go want to get a top starting pitching. They're going to have to buy one or two, but they're going to have to make a big trade for one. And they're going to have to give up Gorman. Or they're going to have to give up Nupar, or They're going to have to give up Donovan. I'm, I, I'm saying I don't want to give up any of them. What? You, 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 you want to start messing with something positive? After fumbling around and putting your faith and your money into disappointing players for such a long time, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, others, you got three on the rise hitters that have totally countered or upgraded your weakness against right handed pitchers. And so you go, oh, let's go weaken that now. And I know you got to give something up. I mean, that's why it's troublesome because do you trust the Cardinals to give up, let's say, the right guy? Will they give up a Nolan Gorman and then, you know, watch him start hitting like 46 a year for the Seattle Mariners or whatever? Oh, he's got that. He's got it in him. And if you don't think so, uh my dear friends, you know, you're too worried about them old 1977 stats. You know? Yeah, if a if a dude's got 30, 35, 40 plus home run power and he especially if he swings from the left side because again, you got to find a way to beat up on those righties you'll take some strikeouts it's okay it's a good trade-off a strikeout is an out okay it would be such a Cardinals thing given Garcia given Rosarina. it would be such a Cardinals thing for them to trade especially Gorman or Donovan, excuse me, Gorman or Newt Bar from a power department, although uh, let's face it, I mean Donovan's power really started to develop last season. So, but it would be just like the Cardinals to trade Gorman or Newtbar. I'm just gonna leave it those two for now. But all three. But they trade they trade a Gorman who's got sky sky's the limit power. And see him do what Adalys Garcia is done for Texas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Randy Rosarina is done for Tampa Bay. You know, can is it? Can it really happen again? May not make you all nervous, make or some of you nervous. Makes me nervous. Jim Hewer, you were you I, make you came came up with an interesting parallel. You
0: earlier, know, yeah, off the air when we were talking. Yeah, because you know, to your point, you know, we're talking about Gorman, and I know he's all over the place with trade rumors and well you know he'd be a guy to give up and watching the game last night watch Kyle Schwarber just go crazy you'd love to have Kyle Schwarber in your middle of your lineup now or in your lineup right now the way he's hitting the baseball and I thought well, let's compare something Schwarber's first full season in baseball was his age 24 season I'm talking about full year Gorman's first full season was this year at age 23 And I've compared where they're at now, and I'm not telling everybody Gorman's going to become Kyle Schwarber, but he has that kind of power. We all kind of agree with that. He can just crush crush a baseball. You compare those two seasons, where they're at, where where Schwarber was and where Gorman is at now, it was 14 more at-bats for Schwarber, 422 to 406. He hit three more homers than Gorman did this year. He hit 30. Gorman hit 27. Uh, walks, Schwarber had six more than Gorman had this year. Strikeouts, Schwarber had two more than Gorman had this year. OPS, it was in Gorman's favorite, 805, and Schwarber's at age 24 was 782. Right. Doubles, plus one more for Gorman. I mean, they're so similar. It's yeah. like, wow. I, and I'm not telling you he's going to have that same 47 home run power, but I can oh, probably bet – He's, he's going to be it. better, right? I yep. mean, he's going to improve. We saw it this year, one year. He that, took a big step, yep. That's why I wouldn't give up any much of anything for Gorman at this point. Ride that out, and if you can get up to 40 home run power and, and increase those numbers for him next year or in the next few to three or four years, because what is it, Schwarber's 30 now or something like that. Gee whiz. Can you afford to move that out of your lineup for the next six, seven years? I'd say
1: no. A lot of people uh, chomping at the bit to do just that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gorman at age 23 this year had a. Um, his OPS plus was like 17% above league average. He was actually, uh, even though he went into that awful tailspin as a rookie, mm-hmm. he still finished above average. OPS, which uh, which adjusts for ballpark and league effects, 100 is average. He was a 104 in his first season, and he was a 117 in his second season. He was above average two seasons as a whole or individually. And, you know, Schwarber, you look at his, uh, his first couple of seasons, as you were doing, he was slightly below average in 2017, and he was, uh, you know, interestingly enough, him and Gorman – in Schwarber's second full uh, major league season, no, in Schwarber, yeah, in Schwarber's second full major league season, he had uh, the same OPS plus that Gorman had this past season. That's- and I guess this is the part where you know we get the text messages. I can't believe you guys are talking about who. who well, why wouldn't if if you're all telling me that he's that he Schwarber. Uh, well, Schwarber batted 197 this year. Why would you want to keep a guy around like that? Because you get 27 outs a game, and the whole one of the, the prime objectives of uh, maximizing those 27 outs is to not give up a lot of those things. You, you try to get the most out of your 27 outs, and you do that by avoiding making outs. I mean, it's a simple concept. Well, we get 27 of them. We need to work on avoiding them as much as we can. And the batting average people, first of all, I love you. It's like knowing, it's like traveling uh, it, it, around Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the Amish country. I love you. <laughs> Takes you back at a, you know, just a... Time that's passed most Americans, and just you know, I love it. So yeah, we'll 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 keep talking about batting average. Schwarber, yeah, he hit one ninety-seven this year. But you know what? You know the other thing he also did—he hit—he got on base like above average level. He avo- he avoided making a lot of outs because his on-base percentage was around three forty-five, and that's good. It's not like stellar, but it's good. The 197 means, what did Jim Morris say? Diddly-poo. <laughs> the 197 is means diddly-poo when you're evaluating what he does in terms of drawing walks, a ton of them, getting on base, avoiding outs. And, oh, by the way, he may be hit hitting 197 this season during a regular season. But, boy, um. What was it? 40. Let me do, let, let the big man here do this right now. One, two, three. One, two, three. And uh, here we go. 115. Uh, 41% of Schwarber's hits this season were home runs. I'll take it. So to the baseball Amish out there, You'll be, well, you know, but he hit one 197, Bernie. You can gloss over it. Yeah. Two of my favorite baseball Amish people out there. <laughs> um so what you're saying, you'd be happier if Schwarber hit a bunch of singles that would get his average up, but that would also mean he wouldn't hit as many home runs, his percentage of home runs would go down, and probably that his number of walks would go down. In other words, he'd be making more outs and the hits that he does come up with would not have nearly the same impact. You realize the impact in 47 home runs and you're caught up in a, in a, in a number that's outdated and, and, you know, in so many ways, it's just gets less significant over time. You're down on him because he doesn't hit enough singles. I don't know. He got... He got 18 postseason home runs already. He's, I think that's like fourth all time. You think they win some games because of that, the Phillies?
0: He's helping pile that thing on like he is now this year. They're good. Oh, come on,
1: Schwarbert. You got to go look at Tony Gwynn tapes, man. Just kind just, of you know, use that nice easy stroke, hit that ball to left field. You know, you don't need all them stinking home runs. But the, baseball, the baseball Amish will never ever stop obsessing over batting average. Listen, if a guy's hitting one ninety-seven with no power, he's junk. All right. Mm-hmm. If he's hitting one ninety-seven and he he strikes out a lot and he doesn't walk much, he's junk. I'll agree with you on that, but you're you're ignoring this immense power and you're more you're ignoring the fact that he walks a lot. So why would you do that? The 197 batting average is taken out of context. The dude walked seven, almost 18% of the time this year and 13% of the time last year, talking about Schwarber. And this is one of the things Gorman is going to have to get better at. It's okay to draw walks, especially if you have so much power they're afraid to come after you. I mean, the league walk rate's nowhere near 17%, 18%. And Schwar- Schwarber's well above it. It's probably more than double. The league average walk rate. So, in that context, the 197 just does not matter. It's, I mean, my goodness.
0: We did get a text here that says Gorman should be untouchable. Way too much upside for him.
1: You know, exactly. Because at his age, 23, you Mm -hmm. know, um, because when we were comparing these things, um, you know, Schwarber was a little older than that at, at the at, at the time period we're looking. Anyway, I, I, I just I find it interesting. So anyway, I know I know I'm being really snarky. Some of it is either I had too much coffee or didn't space them out <laughs> enough. So I get in the five o'clock hour. That's you know I get kind of goofy sometimes, and that's when the snark comes flying. <laughs> but I do appreciate the baseball Amish because some of the baseball Amish principles actually are really really uh, you know appealing and. They're they're very common sense, and I appreciate that. But there's some of them they they are in fact outdated and way behind the times, and no longer uh, no longer is relevant, not nearly as relevant in the modern world, outside of Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> Sorry, baseball, Amish. I didn't expect to hear that today, but that's that's perfect. Well, it. you
1: know, can I uh, can I confess to something or sure. admit to something? Sure. I kind of appropriated that from somebody. Oh. Because I had Bob Costas on a show years ago. And he was going on... Well, Costas' version of a rant's different than mine, let's say. But he was talking about some of the things he doesn't like, maybe, about the way baseball's changed. I don't think he ever brought up batting average, though. But he's like, look. I can't do his voice. Uh But he's like, look. I'm not saying that baseball should be... Filled the stands should be full of like men with those wearing those 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 hats you see on those old grainy films for baseball in the 20s and 30s and 40s, you know, wearing those straw hats, the ones you know, the ones that look great on you, not the floppy straw hats. But says I'm I don't think that you know I don't think that people should be going to ball games in a buggy. Or using a streetcar, if there's even one there. I'm, no, you can drive your car, you don't have to wear those hats that the men used to wear. He said, "I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, you, I'm not a member of the baseball Amish." Okay, I'm, I don't show up for work. You know, I don't ride a buggy to work. He did it. He did it much more eloquently, but it uh, just cracked me up. Baseball Amish, and it always stayed in my uh, in my vocabulary ever since then. Anyway.
0: It's just fascinating to watch how what schwarber's doing, and then you compare those numbers to Gorman and last night I mean gee whiz the first home run I think he hit it was like he just he didn't even have to swing hard he just threw the wrist over and bang the thing is gone out of the park it's, to have that in your lineup and like you said uh, when they originally got him, you kind of got him low and to see where he's at now it's and i at times I would go oh, I don't know if he's a lead he's a leadoff guy. He's just a different way of going about it, and he brings damage, and he gets on base. And when you got those other guys that hit behind him, good luck. Good luck dealing with that group.
1: And, you know, Gorman's better defensively than Schwarber is, I think. And Mm -hmm. I know he runs better because I talked about that a few times this season.
0: Very good base runner. He was
1: was second-best base runner in the team to Goldschmidt. He absolutely was. And I'm not talking so much stolen bases, but when he did steal, his percentage of success was excellent. Talking about Gorman. I'm talking about taking extra bases, pushing, knowing when to go first to third, knowing when to go first to home on a double, knowing when to score from second uh, on a single. His percentages were outstanding. And that's a big fella. but he knows how to run the bases really, really well. And he really improved defensively at second base. He's still around an average slightly below, but you'll take that with the offensive power he has. Um, I, he needs to draw more walks, and he needs to cut down on strikeouts. He doesn't have to – like, I'm not saying if he strikes out 25%, 26%, that's like, oh, man, that's terrible. No, I'll take it for the power that he, that he has, you know?
0: Yep, agreed.
1: Need to take a final timeout here, but before we do, if it's all right with uh, my good friends out there. How about we talk about because uh, you know we're we're going to be looking at games. In fact, I looked at the, my, uh, my 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 uh, my service that I subscribe to, uh, where they have the their model with the projected scores. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they got Mizzou beaten South Carolina by eight. Ooh. So that's one example. Okay. So my bookie is there for you. Uh, you know, this is the college football season, the NFL season. We're Halfway through college, we're, you know, going to be nearing uh, halfway through the NFL season soon enough, and uh, but it's always the winning season if you go to MyBookie and technically go to mybookie.ag. Uh, there's a brand new cash out system that's going to give you options to bet and win all season long. Uh, let's say you hit the first two legs of your parlay; they hit, you're good, you're happy. That's enough for you. You say oh, that's that's good. I'm content with that. You can cash out early and use the funds on another bet or you let it ride the whole thing, let it ride for a bigger payday. See, with the early cash out system at my bookie, you have the tool. You have the means to stay in control of the action at my bookie. You, you 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 don't have to get locked into one system all the time. You got to do it this way or do it that way. No, you you can make a choice what to do with the money that you win in a parlay bet and that's really cool that's very very great um and to get started you go to mybookie.ag and register for an account it's free and you're when you're ready to make your first deposit you use the promo code bet 590 that's bet 590 to grab a welcome bonus on the house that's promo ca- code bet 590 promo code bet 590 to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time a free chip to use the MyBookie casino and while you visit there take a look at their new and improved MyBookie casino man 500 plus new games new live tables new slots with projective with progressive jackpots and you can also g- play the lotto there you don't have to go to the gas station or the store you can play the lotto on mybookie.ag it's mybookie bet anything anytime anywhere only with my bookie. We'll be right back after this.